Friday, which means it is time for another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key home of Southern sports. We have got a jam-packed show. I'm going to have my high school football preview review show for week six. We had a big Thursday night game in the NFL yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers defeating the New York football Giants 30-12. to The Braves get a big win over the Nationals. And Georgia State 4-0. and And I'm also going to recap all the games that happened in the Chattahoochee Valley for Thursday night high school football. You got to love Thursday night high school football. It's so incredible. Let's go ahead and get this show started. Thrift Berenger and I were at Kinnett Stadium last night as the Northside Patriots get the 34-20 victory over the Westover Patriots to go to 4-2. and And then they have a bye, and they will get ready to take on Harris County in two weeks. Just up the road in I-185, the LaGrange Grangers get back on track and get their second region win as they defeat Whitewater. 35 to nothing. And then if you go to the other side of the river, the Central Red Devils, they keep rolling. They defeated the Jag Jaguars 55 to nothing. And then Kendrick picks up their second victory of the season by beating Central Amacon down at Otis Spencer Stadium by a score of 12 to 6. I'm going to get into all the other games later on in the show as I'm going to have my preview for week six in high school football. But let's talk about this big Thursday night football game at Levi Stadium. I'm a big 49ers fan. I was watching the game last night while I was calling the broadcast with Thrip. Got a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Three to three score. The Giants were playing without most of their offensive line and Saquon Barkley. But the 49ers, they put up 30 points once again for the third straight week. Brock Purdy looked efficient. He passed for over 300 yards, two touchdown passes. Brandon Ayuk wasn't even playing in this game. And Debo Samuel really carried the load. Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers have weapons everywhere. They are 3-0, and and I believe, and this is not a biased pick, they are the best team in the National Football League. That doesn't necessarily mean they are going to win the Super Bowl. You look at all the teams before in the past decade that came up just close, just short of the Super Bowl, and I don't know if the 49ers are capable of doing that. But it was a big game for them, and uh, congratulations to the 49ers. Picking up a victory, going 3-0. and Hey, we did have a college football game Last night as well as Georgia State taking on Coastal Carolina. They get the 30-17 to victory and the Georgia State Panthers are 4-0 on the season. I'm happy about that. And then in Major League Baseball last night, the Atlanta Braves, they get the 10-3 victory over the Washington Nationals. They are now 98-55. and Max Freed, welcome back, Max Freed. Eight and one. Imagine if he didn't get injured. He'd probably be competing for the Cy Young along with his teammate, Spencer Strider. And the Atlanta Braves, we're going to look at the standings watch for the Atlanta Braves. They've already won the division. We already know that. 
They are three and a half ahead of the Dodgers for the number one seed in the National League. And unfortunately, the Dodgers beat my Giants seven to two. The Giants aren't doing the Braves any favors by helping the, the Dodgers out. They actually gave the Dodgers a little leg room and you got about a week left of the Major League Baseball season as we get into playoffs. The Braves just want to reset their rotation, and I don't blame them. I'm hoping that the Atlanta Braves are able to get some momentum going into the postseason. So with that being said, it is about that time for you – know, hold on. Before we get into the high school football preview review show – we do have some big college football games this week, starting with Auburn taking on Texas A&M. Auburn is 3-0, and and Auburn is going into a hostile environment at College Station. This is like one of those games where Auburn is going to be tested to see if they are really good. Yeah, they haven't really played a whole lot of great teams, but I think that the Auburn Tigers, this is going to be a huge test for them. The game I'm really looking forward to, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, 3.30, Ole Miss taking on Alabama. It seems like Alabama is vulnerable, but they do have their starting quarterback, Jalen Milrow. I just think that Ole Miss is going to give him a game, that Lane Kiffin is going to find any way he can to beat his former coach. Another Nick Saban assistant could give Saban a run for his money. Now, Alabama is favored. They are like a wounded animal. A lot of people are writing them off, but this is why Bama thrives under the scrutiny from the media like this. I think this is going to be a great game. You got another 330 game, Colorado and Oregon. This game I'm excited about, and I know that Oregon – I know that Colorado does not have Travis Hunter, but Oregon is a three-touchdown favorite. This is going to be a great game. Georgia plays UAB later at 7.30. You got UCLA taking on Utah. And then you have the game of the night, Ohio State and Notre Dame in South Bend. And Ohio State only favored by three. This could be a statement win if Ohio State can get the big victory over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And over in the NFL, I'm going to go ahead and make some of my picks. The Indianapolis Colts taking on the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and the Ravens are favored. I, I think the Ravens are going to win that game. Tennessee taking on Cleveland. Cleveland, devastating injury with Nick Chubb, but they did sign Kareem Hunt. You got Denver taking on Miami, uh, two teams that seem like they're going in complete opposite directions. And Miami is favored by six and a half. You got the New England Patriots taking on the Jets, the Bills taking on the Washington Commanders, who are a surprise, 2-0 and on the season. But look who they played. You got the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to touch up a little bit on the Atlanta Falcons because they have a very tough road contest against the Detroit Lions. The Lions are favored by three. I think this Falcons team looks pretty good. They're 2-0 for the first time since 2017, but they do have a tough division, which I think is going to be a tough division. The Saints are going to be a tough out. They're 2-0. and 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield. That's got to be the story of the league. The Buccaneers are 2-0. But the Atlanta Falcons take on a Detroit Lions team that is beatable. Yes, the Lions do have a lot of talent. But the Falcons can find ways to win games like this. And But if they do lose, you know, they play Jacksonville next week. And then they're back at home taking on the Houston Texans and then Washington Commanders. Looking at the schedule, the Falcons do have a pretty easy schedule. They do what they're supposed to do. Feed the rock to Bajon Robinson. He's your bell cow back. He needs to be the identity of this offense. Desmond Ritter will get better. He will continue to improve, but that is how you're going to win games, make the playoffs, and keep this Falcons fan base hoping and being anticipated by the Falcons being good again, like they were last decade. All right, moving on, we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, the Houston Texans taking on the Jaguars, the Chargers and the Vikings, a battle of two 0-2 teams. The loser of this game is really going to be in a huge hole. Both teams made the playoffs last year. You got the Panthers taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks are playing at home. Rookie quarterback Bryce Young. Yet that 12th man in Seattle, that's going to be a tough out uh, for the Seattle for the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if they can uh, get that victory. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Devastating news. The Cowboys is going to be without Trayvon Diggs. He tore his ACL. He is out for the season. This is a huge loss for that Cowboys defense. This is where guys like Micah Parsons is going to step up. And then you have the Chicago Bears taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Sunday night game is the Steelers and the Raiders. Monday night, we have a doubleheader. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two 2-0 teams. And then a rematch of the Super Bowl two years ago. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals. We've got a big high school football slate of games in the Chattahoochee Valley. Let's start with the game that Thrift and I will be at. At Dimal Field High School Game Day is going to be on the campus of St. Anne Pacelli as they are taking on the undefeated Gatewood Pacelli riding a four-game win streak. You can catch this game on Viking Live, simulcasted on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. At Kinnett Stadium, you have the Jordan Red Jackets 0-4 on the season, taking on the Shaw Raiders. And then down at Otis Spencer Stadium, you have Mary Persons, the 5A school out of Forsyth taking on the Columbus Blue Devils. Spencer is on the road in Macon, taking on Rutland. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. Brookstone is 1-3 and three after getting their first victory over Mount Zion. They're taking on Stratford Academy. The Callaway Cavaliers, fresh off a bye, they will take on Redan. Unfortunately, Callaway, they had to forfeit that game against Cedartown, and they are 1-2. and two. No worries. Once they get in region play, they should be fine. Calvary Christian is on the road in Noonan, taking on Heritage. And then you have Stars Mill, 2-2, two and two, taking on the undefeated Troop County Tigers. The Hardaway Hawks, they are 0-5. They are on the road, taking on Peach County. Russell County, 0-3, taking on Wetumpka, 
who is one and three. Auburn is hosting Percy Julian at the Duck. Auburn is three and one on the season. You got Prattville taking on Opelika. The Bulldogs of Opelika are two and two. Smith Station on the road against Dothan. You got Eufaula taking on Pike Road. Beauregard is taking on the state runners up from last year, Charles Henderson in Beauregard. Chatgo is on the road taking on the Manchester Blue Devils. And this is the WRBL game of the week. You got the number two team in class one, division two, Macon County taking on Schley County in Ellaville. Both teams are four and O on the season. Central Atableton is in Butler, Georgia, taking on Taylor County. Taylor County's three and one, a very surprise for the Taylor County Vikings. Realtown is down taking on Barber County. The Ledette Panthers are on the road taking on Laverne. Bessemer Academy is on the road taking on Chambers Academy. You have a battle of two impressive Macon East AISA teams. Macon East taking on Lee Scott. East Coweta 5-0 on the season. They are taking on the undefeated 4-0 Lambert Longhorns. Jackson is taking on Sandy Creek. Sandy Creek is 4-1. Northgate is on the road taking on veterans. And finally, this is the WTVM High School Game of the Week. The Flint River Academy Wildcats travel to Eufaula to take on Lakeside School. All right. Like I always do every Friday on the High School Football Preview Review Show, it is time for my top 10 teams in East Alabama and my top 10 teams in West Georgia. Now, this ranking is strictly based on the teams that can get to the state championship the easiest. So I might end up having a team in here from 2A ranked above a team from 5A or a team in the AISA that's ranked above a team that is a 7A team in the AHSAA. This does not necessarily mean that they can beat them in a head-to-head matchup. They just have the easier chance at making the state championship. All right, starting with East Alabama, number one, there's no surprise, the Central Red Devils after beating Jag last night at Garrett Harrison Stadium, 55 to nothing. They are rolling with a 5-0 record. Number two, the Glenwood Gators, I believe, getting that statement, 42-31 to 31 victory over Lee Scott Academy last week. They are on a bye this week, and I'm looking at their schedule. They do play Valiant Cross Academy. They got Otaga Academy. There are some tough opponents left on their schedule, but Glenwood should be fine. Number three, the Auburn Tigers. You know, losing to Enterprise 18-17 to 17 at the Duck, it was an anomaly. There was a lot of mistakes that were being made in that game. You got to remember, this Auburn Tigers team went to the state championship last year and lost to Thompson. I still have them at number three, and they got a big showdown October the 20th against Central. That will probably determine who is going to come out of that region and make it to the state championship. Number four, the Lochapoca Indians after a 12 to 6 victory over Notasaga yesterday. They are 5 and 0 on the season. I dropped Lee Scott Academy down to number five because they did lose to Auburn, but they could ride the ship 
by getting a big win over Macon East this week. Number six, the Eufaula Tigers. Eufaula continues rolling along, and Eufaula's got a big game against Pike Road this Friday. They only have one loss. Number seven, Chambers Academy. After losing to Lee Scott Academy 14-7 to in week one, Chambers has proven that they are a very tough team. And Chambers Academy is going to be battle-tested as they will take on Bessemer Academy. Number eight, the Beauregard Hornets. They have a huge game in Beauregard this Friday, taking on the state runners-up Charles Henderson out of Troy. Number nine, the Valley Rams. You know, I'm going to be at Russell County next week as Valley is going to take on Russell County. Valley has some of the top players in the state, including Jay Harper, one of the top corners in the state of Alabama, and Cam Dooley, a three-year starter. He's got a lot of experience. And then number 10, the Opelika Bulldogs. Still a great team. Look at their two losses, Thompson and Central. It is going to be tough for the Opelika Bulldogs to try to make the playoffs. But we shall see. It is a tough region. Moving over to West Georgia, there's no surprise that my number one team is Schley County. Schley County is ranked number one in Class 1A Division II. And Schley County, who were the state runners-up last year to Bowden, they have a big matchup against Bacon County this Friday Number two, the Troop County Tigers fresh off a bye. Teo Todd is just all world. Head coach Tanner Glisson has got some of the top players in the state of Georgia. And Troop County is one of those teams that's 4-0. They could run the table, but they got a big game against Stars Mill this Friday at Callaway Stadium. This is going to be a testament to see how good Troop County is. Number three, I bumped them up because they are in the GIAA. I think that the St. Ampicelli Vikings can make a deep run in the GIAA playoffs. Riding a four-game win streak, yes, they did lose to Glenwood, a very good team in week one. But Pacelli got a statement win over Stratford Academy, 22-3 last week. And they are taking on Gatewood for homecoming at Dymel Field. That's going to be an exciting contest between the Gators of Gatewood and the Pacelli Vikings. Number four, I got the Harris County Tigers. I'm telling you, four and one, they have been the surprise of the Chattahoochee Valley. I've been very impressed with Harris County. They are on a bye, and then next week, they are taking on Sandy Creek. That is going to be a massive game. And then number six, number five, I got the LaGrange Grangers. LaGrange getting a big win over Whitewater, 35 to nothing. They have beaten Northside. I mean, they've beaten some good teams, but the teams they've lost to, Carver of Atlanta competes for a state title. Stars Mill, I think Stars Mill could be the class of this league right now in 4A. So I got LaGrange at number five. Number six, the Northside Patriots getting the big victory Last night over Westover, 34 to 20. Northside is four and two. They're getting ready to go on a bye. Number seven, the Carver Tigers. They're two and two. They did lose to Brookwood. They are a 7A school. 
I dropped Carver here in the rankings because, I mean, they're two and two, but they do take on Hapefield Charter at Kennett Stadium, 2.30 kickoff on Saturday afternoon, that rare Saturday afternoon game. That's going to be a lot of fun. Number eight, the Callaway Cavaliers. Look, they are still a great team. They ended up losing that game against Cedartown. That was a forfeit win. You don't you hate to see something like that, but they were playing an ineligible player. Number nine, Flint River Academy. Boy, they have come out of nowhere. Everybody's talking about Flint River Academy. In fact, they're going to be at Lakeside School. This is the high school game of the week for WTVM. And then number 10, the Manchester Blue Devils. They're hosting Chatco. They're going to be playing Schley County in a couple of weeks. I like what Manchester has done, defeating the state champions Bowden. But they have lost to Lamar County. and So it is very tough doing a rankings to try to place these teams where I want to place them. Anyway, that's it. That's my rankings for week six. I hope you enjoy it. So we have action all across the Chattahoochee Valley. One more game that I did not mention yesterday. The Lochapoca Indians defeated Notasaga 12-6. to And Lochapoca is 5-0 on the season. So a lot of great high school action in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. And what we are going to do now... We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. And when we come back, I will air part two of the Georgia Alabama Sports Live show that was aired Tuesday night as Thrift Barringer and I will preview this upcoming week in college football and the NFL. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holder, which will be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high. 
with Bishop Daniel Hottaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Let's go back and, and review a little bit, a few, a few more games, Richard. Then we'll talk preview this week where we're going to be and catch on a few games. Um, not too much because we still got game day. And then we'll hit some college and some pro before we get out of here. Harris County dominates Hardaway. Levi Watson, player of the week for the Ledger Inquirer. This guy has been great as a quarterback. Um, Matei Human is just a truck it is hard to bring down, and Harris County has been the surprise of the Tri-City area this year. They go to 4-1 and one on the season, Richard, and I was looking at their schedule. They could be 8-2, and 9-1. and one. Who knows? That's a big one coming up. We'll be broadcasting October the 6th, Northside taking on Harris County to see who's going to win that region this year. Richard, Hardaway still learning. They, they upcoming This upcoming week, they do face winless Peach County on the road. Hardaway may go 0 and 10, but that doesn't stop Coach McKenzie building a program that in the next few years is going to get better, even if it's one percent at a time, like Corey Black said. But they were just not—they were—they're not enough. They don't have the firepower to keep up with a team like Harris County, who's 5A and they got a juggernaut offense and defensively. Thrift, I've got to say, Harris County has been the surprise team of the Chattahoochee Valley, doubling their win total from last year, and they are four and one. They get a well-deserved buy. So Rick Beach gets a week off at Kutsu Sports. A big shout-out to Rick Beach. And then I know he's excited about this game in two weeks. Harris County is hosting the defending 3A state champions, Sandy Creek. Yeah, that's going to be a, a big one. Can't wait. And that's a home game or road game? That's a home game. And that's September the 29th? Yes. Yeah, I know. I know what you're I, thinking. I, <laughs> I, 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 I pause right there, ladies and gentlemen, because we have our schedule pretty much uh, set. We're going to be at Russell County. We want to show Coach Griggs and Coach Knox some love, but we have an open availability to call another Harris County game. I may have to reach out to Mindy Johnson because that's too big of a game to not call Richard. Um, so I, we're going to hold our breath. I don't care if we do seven Harris County games. I mean, that Sandy Creek one is going to be phenomenal. So we may be there. Huge. You'll find out next week right here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. A couple other games. Auburn defeated um, Jag 46 to nothing. Carver Montgomery beat Russell County. Russell County is now 0-3. Makes that 0-4 now, Richard. 0-3. Oh, they had a bye. Uh, lost to Carver Montgomery 34-6. Miss Station, they're 0-4. They got obliterated 54-7. Um, just these teams just, just in a tough 7A classification, but the, the, the teams that they're facing off is, is elite. Valley beat Silicaga 34-10. We will be doing Valley, by the way, in Russell County next week. Southwest defeated Jordan 40 to nothing, and those are some of the other scores. And Flint River, shout out to them. They won 17-6 against a, a public school, the Redden. Chambers defeated Banks 67-18. We will be covering a Chambers-Glenwood game the 27th. That's going to be a big one. Chambers, probably the best 1A school and ranked top three in the state, regardless of classification for the AISA. And Shaw, 
beating Columbus. I like Coach Johnny Gardner, Richard, and I like how his team's still competing. And I said this, and you and you heard me say it. Yes, winner of I this did. Te- winner of this game, it may catapult them into a decent playoff run. Shaw now goes to two and three. They still have a lot to play for. Hopefully they get their quarterback back and Nicholas Bates. Big win over Columbus High and Coach Gardner, and they still have a lot to play for. You know they got off to a bit of a slow start. They played some really good teams. Northside Harris County, really good teams. Lost by one to, what was it, Macon County? Marion County. Marion County, lost by one. They really should have won that, so they could be right now three and two. Understandably losing to Northside and Harris County. Those are 5A schools, and they still kept it close. But Shaw, big win over Columbus High. Absolutely, and they were able to get their starting quarterback, Nicholas Bates, back in that game. And Shaw is hosting the Jordan Red Jackets this Friday at Kennett Stadium. So they have a chance before they get into region play to get back to 500. And then who knows what's going to happen once they get into region play. Thrift, I just can't believe that we are at the halfway point of the high school football season. Still have a lot at stake when it comes to region play for a lot of these teams. Yeah, and it's a lot to play for. And now we're starting to get to the nitty-gritty, seeing if these are games that you have to win. They're region games, the first couple games in the season, and it don't matter near as much as the the last few. So um, it's it's going to be great, and I, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. And I, I, think, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun seeing multiple teams playing for state championships, Pacelli. Glenwood, um, Calvary, and Gaps. There's a three different classifications, Carver and 3A. I mean, I even put Harris County, if they keep playing the way they're doing, who says they can't make a 5A run? Um, go 8-2, and two, make it a second or third round, and we're going to be there for broadcasting those games and showing them love to make it during the playoffs. So let's move on from that, and let's talk about where we're going to be this week. Northside and Westover. Westover, remember, upset Spencer. Northside lost last week on the road to Sumter County. Sumter County, and now they face each other. They're in. They're not in the same classification. This is a non-classification, non-region game. Northside three and two. Westover three and two. Thursday night, Kinnett will be live for there. I'm I'm feeling Northside getting back on the winning track because um, they know in two weeks they got a big one region-wise against Harris County, October the sixth, home game at Kinnett. I do too, Thrift, and I just want to see the development of Caden Clay as he is just going to continue to throw the ball. But he's got a decent pair of running backs in Keenston Rivers and Jay Jackson. That's not a bad running back combo. I know that they're you know, filling in for Malachi Hosley, who graduated last year. He was the bulk of the offense. And now you have two running backs that really have been game breakers for this Northside Patriots team. And this is their last non-region contest before they get into region play. And look out, because not only do you have to play Harris County, you got to play Northgate that's 3-2. and two. you got to play McIntosh that's 4-1. and one. I mean, That is a gauntlet. They I mean, only have five teams in their region, but still, those are tough region opponents that they will face in the upcoming weeks. Well, we will look forward to calling that game. And another game we're going to be on the call for, Viking Live is partnering with us. There's not a lot of games going on at home locally. 
Um, so we decided to partner, give some of our producers a break. Um, we've been going so hard lately, and then we're going to partner with Viking Live. I'll be on with Dave Plata. Richard, you'll be on the broadcast, too. we got high school game day. We'll start at 6. Gatewood undefeated. They're not ranked number one in 2A or 3A. I think 2A in GIAA, and they take on the number one ranked team in 4A, Pacelli. It's homecoming, too, so it's going to have – there's going to be so many festivities. It's going to be packed at Dymel Field. It's going to be a fun time on Friday night. We can't wait to be there. Game day at 6. Broadcast starts at 7.30. And then on Sunday, we got the CBU's Perfect Practice Fall League starting at 3.30. Can't wait to do that, Richard. It's going to be a lot of fun. Last week, some guys by the name of um, Bryson Dawson, or maybe you've heard of Jacoby Hill. Oh, yeah. How about Tony Montgomery? Big time ballers. Oh, yeah, big-time ballers. Tabari Allen or Bradley Pearson, Connor Clone. If you've heard of these names, Tim Littleton from Russell County, um, even Columbus High, Carver, Brian Brown, Champ Simpson. Uh, Calvary's got some good players in it as well. Pacelli, Jadence Ford. Matthew Melvin. Yeah, Matthew Melvin. You're going to want to be there for this game, for this uh, live stream Make sure to tune in. We'll be live on our Facebook and YouTube. It's high-level basketball during exhibition-wise, but the kids do care about it. And if you look, you know, they, they we, we name them by college teams, but they are high schools. So Central's high school team is called North Carolina. No, the Central coach cannot coach in it, but <clears throat> they don't need it because these are opportunities for their players to get to know each other, get acclimated. I mean, it's just good basketball next week we got tony montgomery taking on jacoby hill we got carver one of the best teams in it taking on central auburn a really good team in central that's a rivalry they play in the same region last year played three different times once in the area twice during the regular season coach chris brant was there we've interviewed all these great coaches make sure to tune in 30 30 on sunday and we're going to go straight into college football now richard we talked georgia i think georgia fans need to calm down they're not even giving Mike Bobo a chance. Beck will be fine. George will be fine. They got a bit of a tune-up now against UAB, and then they got 3.30 kickoff next week against Auburn. Auburn beats A&M. That'll be a ranked game um, September the 29th. We'll talk Alabama now. I saw Josh pay to the late kick, and he said that and, – and when he says this, and people that don't know, Josh growing up was a big Alabama fan. Now, of course, he's in the industry. He doesn't really show his fandom. But he keeps up with that program better than anybody else up there with Stephen M. Smith. And when he's saying he's never seen this Alabama fan, Alabama organization and program look lifeless like it did, that has cause for concern for me, Richard. They didn't look good against South Florida. I think if Jalen Milrow plays, that's a 20-point win, maybe 30 points. The defense was really good. That's an inferior South Florida team that's won two games in the last three seasons. They are not good. They got a new coach. It's going to take a long time rebuilding that program up um, for what it used to be in the 2000s. But that being said, Alabama had no business making this a 14-point game. It was really a seven-point game until they scored a wash touchdown with 30 seconds to go. But I'm still not down on this Bama team. And I would not be surprised if they, and Bryant Denny, 330 against Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, dominate them. And put everybody back on notice that Alabama is far from gone, especially in a year where college football is up for grabs. This is the most 
I, I, the only year I can remember, Richard, is 2007. It's the last time I remember being at this much parity and this wide open. And remember, that was the year we had our only ever two-loss national champion in LSU. Talk about what you thought when you saw the Crimson Tide take on South Florida. Well, they finally figured out their quarterback. Coach Nick Saban has named Jalen Milrow the starting quarterback for the remainder of the year, and he never should have not been the starting quarterback. The experiment with Buckner and Ty Simpson, it did not work, and I could not believe how Alabama's offensive line got pushed around by South Florida's offensive line. Alabama at this point needs to just continue to do what they do best, just run the football have their offensive line get in run block. Jalen Milrow, get out in the pocket, use his legs. That's how he's going to make plays. No, he's not going to make all the throws. But that's how Alabama needs to get back to playing Alabama football. If you think Ole Miss is going to walk in to Tuscaloosa, Lane Kiffin pumping his chest, and Jackson Dart is going to be torching that Alabama defense, you got another thing coming. Alabama is playing angry and their players are not going to be buying into Nick Saban like well, Richard, he like to call the rat this? poison. Can I say this, though? You made a tweet that you said Alabama could go 6-6. Six and six. Was this a tweet to get, the, to get noticed it's, by Nick Saban and to fire up Bama? Because I think they're even on the, their worst year, Richard, no chance 6-6 six and six is what they're going. That would be called a hot sports take, which I am – that is no fire. That's grease. That's that grease. is lighting a fire on the somebody. And <laughs> really, yes, do I think they're going to go six and six? Absolutely not. I think that they are going to turn the corner and they are going to dominate just because they are Alabama. But what I saw last week against South Florida, that's not the Bama team that I'm known for seeing. I have not seen that since Nick Saban took over the program in 2007. But I do think that Alabama is going to find a way. And by the way, this is a big recruiting week for Alabama taking on Ole Miss. I would not be shocked if Alabama wins. But if Ole Miss does come up with the win, I mean, Alabama's chances for the college football playoff are, are this is not a national championship team. I just want to bring that out there. I still think this is a 10-win team. When I made that tweet, there are some teams that are capable of beating Bama. And so – well, actually, you could throw out Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee's going to be Bama after the way they got humiliated by Florida. But a team like Auburn, they're playing in the Plains. I think LSU is capable of being Alabama. I think that Ole Miss is capable and Texas A&M. These are all teams that are capable of being Alabama. Do I think that they're going to win? Absolutely not. I still think that Bama is going to have be motivated and they're going to pretty much be running the table. Yeah. Well, it was a hot take, Richard. And, you know, last week for the – I think I was – I called myself out for being a casual fan. I looked at the schedule and I'm like, come on, man. Missouri at Kansas State was a great game, by the way. Missouri ended up winning on a game-winning kick. It there was. There were some close games. Uh, obviously, Colorado close – could have lost, really, against Colorado State. They're not winning the national championship this year, but that doesn't mean Deion's not still going to be successful in his first season. But if anyone thinks he's winning the natty, um, we'll, we'll find out this week when they go to Eugene, Oregon. And that's where I want to leave my next thing. You got Colorado taking on Oregon. That's going to be a great one. I think Bo Nix is going to put up Colorado's defense is not great. Okay. Yeah. I know they held Nebraska at bay. Nebraska's offense is terrible. 
They gave up a lot of points to TCU, gave up a lot of points to Colorado State at home. On the road, Bo Nix is going to be having a field day. It's going to be a shootout, but I see more like a 56-42, 56-35 type win for Oregon. That's how they usually win these big type matchups. UCLA and Utah, I mean, I'm just looking at the Pac-12 alone, Oregon State and Washington State. These games are pretty, pretty good, man. And I think that I, looking at all, all the, the schedule right now, and Alabama Ole Miss, another ranked matchup, um, Oregon, I mean, excuse me, yeah, Oregon, Colorado, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. That's probably the game of the weekend on NBC. Ohio State playing at Notre Dame's legendary field. What are some of the games you're looking forward to this week, Richard? Auburn oh, taking on A&M, even some non-ranked huge. matchups. Huge. I mean, there's just so many games that you touched upon. Utah and UCLA, uh, I mean, you have uh, great teams like, uh, you know, I actually am interested to see this Miami Temple game. I really want to see this Memphis and Missouri game. It's played at a neutral field in uh, St. Louis. But, yeah, you Iowa and Penn State, we already talked about that. North Carolina and Pitt. I mean, North Carolina might be tested as they're taking on the Pitt Panthers on the road. Uh, USC taking on Arizona State. Really, it's this is the week where you really want to sit in front of your TV and watch college football. Last weekend, in fact, I have a sports fan who got married last weekend. That actually was the weekend to get married. I know Josh Pate says don't get married during college football season, but he's right. But if you're going to, if you have a spouse who doesn't really like sports, he got married last weekend, and it really wasn't a great weekend for college football. I mean, it was one of those where you could check scores later. I, I wasn't really – in front of the TV watching game. I did watch the Tennessee Florida game and I actually I admit thrift I did fall asleep with the Colorado Colorado State yeah, game. I did too, but Florida Tennessee I I want to mention real quick Richard before you keep going. Absolutely beat down. And I didn't think that was going to happen especially where the game started. Tennessee went down about six plays and scored a touchdown. I was like, "Man, this offense looks just as good as it did last year with Hendon Hooker with now Joe Milton." And then the defense for Florida and that defensive coordinator, young guy, did a really good job holding the offense at bay. A lot of Tennessee receivers were dropping balls, and they ran it right down their throat. Travis Etienne's brother, um, I think it's Trevor Etienne. Trevor. Did a Trevor good job Etienne. busting through. And this Florida team, I was looking at their schedule. I think they're the second-best team in the East. I think they're going to have one loss when they play Georgia. They'll be a top 15, maybe even top – team when they, they take on Georgia they'll finish the year nine and three ten and two I know they got LSU coming up um, but I think they beat LSU to be honest with you they play them at home I like this Florida team uh, Richard after you know many people gave up on them I did too but to see them just manhandle Tennessee maybe Tennessee was overrated maybe Florida still goes seven and five eight and four this year um, but if that's how Florida plays every single night I find it hard to believe there's any team given their best option other than maybe Georgia, you know, a few of the top four teams, but they only play Georgia once LSU. I think if Florida plays like that, they're going to have a tough time beating them. I like Florida, um, but great games this weekend, as you were saying. Absolutely. Thrift. I saw this coming a mile away. Tennessee was playing Florida in the swamp. They have not beaten Florida in the swamp since 2003. Tennessee can't run the ball. The Florida they're playing in the swamp. Graham Mertz all of a sudden is a good quarterback. I knew that Florida was going to dominate 
And I, I couldn't believe that Tennessee coming into this game, they were top 11 and they were more than a touchdown favorite. And, and I was shocked that they actually were favored by more than a touchdown. But uh, yeah, I saw this coming. Richard, DJ is going to be in Tampa Bay handling business. Miss Candy actually just won an award. So he nice. is not going to be there on Thursday's show. So Richard, you'll be joining me in studio for that, hopefully. Um, if not, You'll be able to join us like you always do from the stadium. It'll be an abbreviated show. I won't go the whole time as we are calling the north side Westover game, but looking forward to then. We talked Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, I think that Alabama is going to win this game. Lane Kiffin, I, if Alabama does lose, that's twice now that we've seen Alabama, and, and just in this year, Nick Saban lose to his former assistants and Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian, and both of them at home. I'm just not ready to write them off yet. I mean, that's when it's worrisome. No. I, I I think Alabama wins this. You're maybe right. They may go 10-2 and two this year, but I think they handle business at home. Ohio State and Notre Dame, many people don't believe in Cal McCord. Ohio State's not looked great. They haven't also played you know, many great people. Notre Dame, their schedule is easy. Obviously, this is the biggest matchup for either one of these teams early in the season. Sam Hartman has been on a tear, and he was great last year for Wake Forest. It's been even better this year for Notre Dame. I'm still not ready to, to sell on Ryan Day in Ohio State, Richard. I think Ohio State makes a statement. I think it's statement Saturday in week four for college football. And I think teams like Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon, teams are playing in these ranked matchups at home. I think they make statements. And I think there may be even some upsets, too, meaning like the teams we left for dead, a.k.a. Clemson, playing at home against Florida State. This may be a Saturday where contenders who we thought were contenders are not, people that we thought for dead are not, and people we overhyped are not what we thought them to be. Statement Saturday. What do you think, Richard? I absolutely feel that there are going to be a couple of upsets brewing this upcoming Saturday. Let's talk about Ohio State and Notre Dame because Ohio State off to that slow start taking on a Notre Dame team with Sam Hartman as the quarterback. But Ohio State, this is the perfect opportunity for them to show the primetime audience on NBC 730 kickoff that they are the better team than Notre Dame. They have better players. I know that Notre Dame, you know, the, with the pageantry and the tradition, and Demarcus Freeman is a good coach, and Sam Hartman is a good quarterback. But at the end of the day, Ohio State has the better players, and you got a player like Marvin Harrison Jr. who could ball out in this game and I think Ohio State which this by the way thrift this is a game that coach Ryan Day has to win because they do play Michigan in the big house it, Ohio State if they want to get into the college football playoff they have to beat Notre Dame at South Bend and this is going to be just an absolute epic game and I cannot wait I mean that's going to be one of those games I'm going to be watching on 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 the TV and uh yeah we, we got a great week of uh, just incredible matchups. Uh, but not only that, they got to play Penn State at home. Penn State may be better than Michigan. Drew Alars looked excellent. True. And they got a running back tandem and Nick Singleton and Katron Allen that those guys would be number one backs anywhere in the country. You name the program, they'd be the starters. They got a tough gauntlet. And winning this one can put a statement on what should be a tough Big Ten schedule this year 
I did want to talk a little bit about Auburn A&M real quickly, and then we'll move on from college football, NFL, and get out of here, Richard. First, Auburn taking on A&M. And this is a question game for both programs. Is Hugh Freeze ready to contend this year? He'll learn that at 12 o'clock at Texas A&M College Station Aggie Field. Is A&M the program that many thought they were going to be last year? I know they got pretty much dominated by Miami, 48-33. But I think that A&M still has a lot to play for. I like Bobby Petrino. I want to lean Auburn. I really do. I do too. But if A&M loses this game, Jimbo Fisher's on the hot seat. And now that, you know, A&M, they got that oil money. They, they're open checkbook to go out and try to get a Dion. I, I think this is to be two and two through four weeks and still having to play LSU, Alabama, and other great teams around the SEC. That's, that's at least eight and four this year. And that is not what A&M fans want. They need to win this one. I'm going to lean Connor Wigman, and that's the main reason why. Wigman has played better than Thorne. Thorne has done enough to win games, and, of course, they did enough to beat Cal. The defense and special teams and the team as a whole dominated um, Sanford and UMass. But this is a different story. This is They're going to have a tough time running the football. Thorne's going to have to make plays with his arm. Will he do that against this Miami team? We'll see. Yeah, Peyton Thorne cannot make the mistakes. Uh, Auburn, they do play Texas A&M well, even when it's at College Station. But this is a must-win game for Texas A&M. Connor Wegman is going to have a good game. Remember, Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class two cycles ago. And I think that Bobby Petrino, as the offensive coordinator, is going to make a difference. And Texas A&M still has got a very tough schedule. Auburn is really 3-0. I know they haven't played anybody, but this is a year where your average Auburn fan would be happy if Hugh Freeze wins eight games. But it, this would be huge if Auburn can get the upset against Texas A&M. You got that game. It might be a top 25 matchup. In fact, it will. Auburn will jump in the rankings if they beat Texas A&M. And then they host Georgia on the planes how big is that going to be we already got the confirmation that it's going to be a 330 kickoff on cbs yep. i know that you're excited about that game we'll definitely preview that game next week but yeah auburn everything's in front of them i just think that peyton thorne has just got to cut down on the mistakes i really do like this defense by auburn i know that they haven't really played anybody they played cal umass samford but, you know, Hugh Freeze is the right coach, and, and Auburn will continue to improve under Hugh Freeze. Yep, and it is, no matter if they lose against A&M, it is still the CBS game, Georgia and Auburn, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Also, Oregon State, DJ Uragale takes on Washington State. I think they dominate a Washington State team that's pretty good. They're ranked in the top 21, top 25. Washington's another top eight team. They play California at home. I think they dominate. <clears throat> but if DJ wins at Oregon State, Oregon, I mean, Pac-12 could have three or four teams vying for maybe that playoff spot. We'll see how it plays out. Last thing we'll talk about is the Atlanta Falcons. We talked with Jack. They able to come back against the Packers 24-12 to to win 25-24. Young Wei Koo missed a couple of extra points that's not you're used to seeing. Um, no. But this, this Auburn, I mean, this Falcons team – Doing enough to win, but they've been at home, like Jack said. To play the Lions. Lions are a team 
wanting to get back on the right track. They think this is their year to win the NFC North. They're the premier team. The Vikings are 0-2. You got the Bears 0-2. The Packers are 1-1. So are the Lions. Lions win this one and get the upper hand. They don't believe that Jordan Love can lead the Packers to win this division. The division's atrocious. So even if the Lions do lose, I still think they win the division. But Tap Falcons going on the road in a hostile environment. We're going to learn more about Ritter. And if Ritter has another tough game, I mean, you don't want the season to go by to the wayside. Baker Mayfield's played great for Tampa Bay. The Saints won last night to go 2-0. So you got three 2-0 teams in NFC South. Many people thought that was going to be the worst division in football. You don't want to get down behind these guys. I'm not saying that they are – going to lose to Tampa Bay or New Orleans or not there they can't beat them that's not what I'm saying but you need to know is Ritter the guy that can lead you to a division title I think this weekend had a good start had a way to get momentum heading into the the road game against the Lions but still not a believer yet and that's just yet Desmond Ritter did make one incredible throw on a third and 15 to Drake London. By the way, I want to see Drake London and Kyle Pitts get more involved in the passing game. They really have yet to put up the numbers that that we are looking for. But I was looking at the schedule through Yes, the Lions are a three-and-a-half-point favorite to the Atlanta Falcons, which the Falcons have beaten the Lions in Detroit before. I mean, this is a winnable game. Imagine if the Falcons going 3-0. and I actually think because the Saints and the Buccaneers are 2-0, and that the Falcons just can't, you know, sleepwalk in a game and think, oh, well, all we got to do is worry about our division games. No, because they're going to be having to keep pace with the Saints and the Buccaneers. Then they travel across the pond to take on the Jaguars. You know, the Jaguars are trying to get back on track after losing to the Chiefs. I do think they have kind of an easy schedule taking on the Houston Texans, but the Washington Commanders are 2-0, and and that is not going to be an easy game. You know, the Commanders beat the Falcons in Atlanta last year with Taylor Heineke, which is now the backup quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. But then on October 22nd, they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who knows? That could be for the right for first place. And I look at this Falcons team. I look at their schedule, and their defense is elite. And you're right. Desmond Ritter has got to show that he is the quarterback. There are times where he goes three and out. I did not like the fact that the Falcons came out in that first half. They got the ball in the second half, and they had three straight passes. Feed the rock to Bajon Robinson and Tyler Algier. Do what you do best. Set up play action. That is going to make Desmond Ritter successful and get guys like Drake London open in the passing game. Kyle Pitts, use your weapons. The reason why the Falcons drafted three offensive weapons in their last three drafts is to set up success for Desmond Ritter, but he has got to show us something in the passing game. And feed Kyle Pitts. Only eight targets in through two weeks. Yeah, what's up I, with I, that? I mean, Travis Kelsey gets eight targets in one half of a game. Yeah. Just, that's got to change. Arthur Smith, some, I, I question some of his play calling. And I'm hoping that he starts using his weapons as he starts getting more confidence within his quarterback. Well, Richard, I had a lot of fun today. We are going to be live Thursday. Actually, tomorrow I'll be doing an interview with Jay Sparks, the Columbus State Athletic Director at 3.30. It's going to be a lot of fun talking about Columbus State's athletics and how you can support. Then on Thursday, Northside Westover, we also got the Sports Visions radio show for it about 5, 5.30 on 92.1 Smooth R&B and the Sports Visions 
radio app, Sports Vision's Facebook page. Friday, we got a big one. Pichelli and Gatewood, Viking Live is going to have the broadcast. We'll simulcast on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We're going to be helping out with them. Um, just give our producers a break. Let us, you know, learn from other people in the industry as we continue to grow and we can still uh, have stuff on our platform. Sunday, big time. Stevie Hoots, Perfect Practice Fall League starting at 3.30. Richard, any final thoughts before we get out of here? This has really been a fun show. Jack Patterson from WRBL has been a great guest. As we continue doing these shows, I just look forward to just talking about sports and having a live show where we really just continue to get passionate. I know that you and DJ have sports visions on Mondays and Thursdays. It's really great that we can do almost an hour and a half show and just talk about sports and and we've had some great guests so far, and uh, I can't wait for these future shows that we got coming up in the horizon. No doubt about it. We'll see you tomorrow, three thirty. Jay Sparks, and then our high school game, our high school football showcase, Northside and Westover, and then Gatewood Pacelli, CB Hoots Perfect Practice Fall League on Sunday, and then we got great games the next week, and we're just rocking and rolling. It's already through September. Can you believe that we're one week I can't away? Believe it from being in October. That's how fast this has gone. Richard, thank you so much. Thank you for everybody tuning in. Please like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and we'll see you later. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out is Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.